Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the iBug Buzz conference call for Monday, July 6th. 2020. Can't believe it's already the second half of 2020. My name is Maria and I will be one of your facilitators this evening along with Sandhya. Welcome to everyone who's joining us live or via podcast. And yes, this call is being recorded for the purposes of posting a podcast of it on our website. Those podcasts are searchable by topic so you can easily find what you're looking for. This is an open forum for the discussion of iOS devices, iPhones, iPads, iPod touches, and uh, iOS derived devices, things like Apple Watches, uh, Apple TVs, and we also discuss the use of various accessories with them. We have um, a couple of rules because we'd like to uh, maintain high quality of these calls because they are um, broadcast on site into Sound Radio out of Houston and of course posted on our website as well. So we ask that you stay muted when you are not speaking. Uh, that is... Um, uh, Alt A on PC, Command Shift A on Mac, the mute button on your mobile device screen or star six if you're dialing in on the phone. And we also ask that when you do speak that you say your name and that you wait to be acknowledged by one of the facilitators. Again, that's myself, Maria, and also Sandhya, uh, that you wait to be acknowledged before speaking uh, so that we're not speaking on top of each other. We are not using the hand raising feature on these calls. Um, we also uh, ask that you, uh, we typically reserve the first 45 minutes or so of the call for beginner novice type questions. And we ask just informally that, um, you know, once you've asked a question that you perhaps wait a bit to ask your next one to give others a chance uh, to, so that we can get everyone in and get as many questions from as many different people as possible. And of course, there are no silly questions. Everyone is um, learning together. And um, what, you know, we were all beginners at one point. So uh, no silly questions whatsoever. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. McCulloch, who's going to tell you about how you can get a hold of us and so just some of our uh, free events. All of our services are free and where you can find out about all of the events that we hold for uh, each month. So, Mr. McCulloch. Okay, thank you, Maria. All right, yeah, so welcome everyone. Uh, so as far as things coming up in the next week, iBug-related events, we've got uh, this Thursday is our book club, the Vila Book Club, and there we're reading the book Crazy Rich Asians, and that meeting starts at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on this very same Zoom line. So if you'd like to join us there, you still have a little time to read the book. Uh, even if you don't read the book, you're welcome to join us and join in on the discussion. Uh, then Friday night is our ongoing Friday night at the Virtual Movies series. And for this week's movie, we have a rom-com that takes place in either Philadelphia or London is the teaser for that one. And so we hope you will join us for that. That's uh, 8 p.m. Central and you can join early. We have a little social time prior to the start of the movie at 8. Join us at 7.30. 
p.m. for the social time. And immediately following the movie, we will have a little discussion of the movie itself. Uh, then we have this Sunday is our monthly iBug Cafe. The iBug Cafe is a meeting that's uh, we have to kind of do a deep dive into uh, different uh, apps, a genre of apps, or two or three different apps. And uh, we usually, you know, on this meeting and other meetings that we have, don't really have time to get into big detail about the different apps. And usually we'll, we can have little short demos, but uh, for, that, for that, we get into it a little bit longer. Uh, delve into it and kind of get into it a more. Uh, this uh, month we've, uh, th the theme is summer games. So we're going to be looking at several popular game apps for this week. And so that's what we've got coming up, uh, iBug related things uh, this coming week. All right. Thank you, Mr. McCulloch. So are the games a mystery? Are they a surprise? Do we have to tune in to find out what they are? Uh, let's see. I think <laughs> Sandhya will probably the, have to tell us. Oh, well, yeah, I have, I'll tell you that, but I just had a question, Mr. McCulloch. What is a rom-com? What is a rom-com? Yeah. I, I thought everyone knew what a rom-com was. Uh, okay. Ro no. Romantic you see what, comedy. We're all learning. Wow, you are so fancy, I tell you. Rom-com, who would have thought it? Romantic comedy, yes. Oh, wow. Okay, well, all I right, okay. just an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always impress us. Do you want to tell us about the social media, sir? The what? Our social, Our social media. media. Oh, oh yeah. I'm supposed to do that Website. too, aren't <laughs> Okay. <laughs> So yeah, all of these meetings we've been talking about, you can always uh, get more detail and find out the uh, times and whatnot on that on our website, ibugtoday.org, I-B-U-G-T-O-D-A-Y.org. And also we've got a Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash group slash ibugtoday. You can also follow us on Twitter, and the handle there is at iBugToday. All right, this is Sandian. I can now fill in real quick about the games. We're still yeah. working it out, but um, we're hoping to have a representative sample of like board games, classic board games, like pretty sure we're going to be doing Monopoly, which is classic, and then we're hoping to have maybe a card game, a dice game, and a word game. And um, so we will be, you know, once we know, we can hopefully let you know, but it will be fun. And, you know, even if you're not a big gamer, I mean, you know, hopefully there's something in there that appeals to you. So. All right. Oh, very cool. All right. So do join us for that. All right. With that, we're going to go around and introduce ourselves and where we're from. So to do that, you may uh, unmute. Uh, that is, again, it's Alt-A on PC, Command-Shift-A on Mac, uh, mute button on, the, on your device screen with iOS and Android, and star six if you're dialing in on the phone. So I'm Maria from Albany, New York. This is Scott from Arizona. Hello. 
This is Jake from Michigan. Welcome. Susan from Houston. Hi. Hi. This is Herbie in Houston. Welcome. Terry from Houston. Hi. Jerry Hogan, San Antonio. Hello. This is Brad in Dallas. I'm sorry, what? This is Brad. In oh, Brad in Dallas. Okay, welcome. In Dallas. Big yep. D. <laughs> All right, welcome. Brad. All right, anyone this else? This is Gloria from Ohio. Welcome. Thank you. Linda from Humble, Texas. Hello. <clears throat> Chanel in Houston. Welcome. This is Keith in Austin. Oh, hello. And this is Stephen from Austin. Hi. <laughs> this is Dee. Somewhere in southern Illinois. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. All from Canada. Yep. All right. Anyone else? Michael again. Somewhere oh, yes. Hello, Mr. McCulloch. This is Sandia from Houston. <laughs> again. All right. Welcome. Abraham from Durham. Hello. Durham, that's in, is that North, North Carolina, South Carolina? Yes, North Carolina. North, I, I always forget which one. <laughs> okay, welcome. All right. I think there was a quiet, quiet Claudia in there. I think we oh. said hello, so hello. Okay, Claudia. well then welcome, Claudia. Yes, I did miss you. Sorry about that. Okay. I Very think we good. have one new caller. Yes, do we have? I was just going to ask, do we have any first-time callers? Yes, Miss Gloria. That would be me. All right. Well, welcome, Miss Gloria. How how did you hear about us, and what kind of device I device do you have, and how long have you had it? Ah, yes. Well, actually, I heard about iBug um, a few months ago from another teleconference that I was on, and I had written it down thought I would remember it and then had forgotten about it mm -hmm. and so the other day um, I wanted some more information about um, about iOS mm -hmm. and so I was doing a Google search and iBug came up and I went oh hey that's right I wanted <laughs> to follow up on that and Very so I got cool. to your web page and read the web page and said yes I have to make a point to get in on this call. Um, I am, I consider myself a new iPhone user. I've only had my iPhone for a year. I made the jump from Android and I did uh -huh, that okay. because my vision deteriorated to the point where I had to use accessibility. And after um, quite a, a bit of asking uh, and, and, researching it seemed that iPhone would be better for accessibility whether that's true or not who knows I don't know but um, I made the jump and it has been an interesting experience I'm going to tell you I hate Siri uh, I think Siri is incredibly stupid and she makes me crazy but um, yeah uh, so I, I still consider myself a student. I'm learning. 
and I do have some questions. All right. Well, awesome. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you. And uh, yeah, we're, I think, you know, we all consider ourselves students. <laughs> we're all learning new things for sure. No matter how long we've had these devices, you know, a new iOS feature comes out or a new app where, you know, we just forget how to do certain things. There's so much, uh, so many features of these devices. So we're definitely all learning and all questions are welcome. And so which, which phone um, do you have? Do you have one of the ones without the home button or do you have one with a home button? Yeah, I have I have the 10R. It has okay. no home button. No home button. Okay, and, got it. Okay. Cool. Well, so you're jumped, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, because I yeah, because I jumped from Android to iPhone and when I jumped to the iPhone, I went from using my Android with Vision to using the iPhone with accessibility. So it was a complete and total jump. So I did not have to worry about using the home button on the iPhone, even though I had one on my Android Android device, but because I was no longer using the vision, mm-hmm. using the accessibility, that is what I needed to learn, and that's what I am still learning. Gotcha. All right. Well, we do like to, with our new callers, um, to give you the floor. If you, you mentioned you had some questions, so if you would like to ask one now, you can go ahead. Oh well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. In fact, this happened again. Uh, this evening, and I have spoken with Apple Accessibility about this very issue, and it may simply be a glitch in the iOS. Uh, I am on 12. I've not updated to 13 yet. Long story, but we'll get there eventually. Anyway, uh, when I am in Safari and I go to my tabs, uh, I may have a number of web pages open. Now, the way I understand it, the way that I I, I believe it should work according to Apple Accessibility, is that when I touch the tab, that tab should open. Well, interestingly enough, many times that tab disappears. It does not open. And this evening was actually a little bit on the unusual side because, again, I have several tabs open. Uh, the one closest to the bottom, when I touched it, that page came up and opened fine. Closed it back down, have all my tabs and my tab, you know, the listing there. I went to the second tab, touched it, and it closed. Now, I had not changed anything. I had not done the, you know, the, um, oh, geez, I'm going to have a little brain fog here. The, you know how it says, says activate default uh-huh. uh, or, or close tab? Yes. So I had not done that, but I have tried. I've gone to the activate default, uh-huh. and it still closes the tab. Tab still closes on me. So okay. it, when I called Apple Accessibility and I was on the phone with them, um, it it seemed to work the way she said it was supposed to work. And the minute I hung up, I went back to it and my tabs were still closing all over the place. Of, of course, of course it works when you, you know, need it to not work to show someone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So I just well, need it to be, I just need it to be uh, consistent. Consistent. So yeah. I, I know, you know, is, sure. is the tab going to close? Or is it not going to, or, or, or will it open? I just need some consistency. Sure. sure. Okay. Is anyone else? I know. I mean, I'm I'm using iOS 13, and I 
don't feel like this is either it's happening and I'm just not taking note of it, but it's probably not happening to me. So I'm not noticing it, but I don't know if anyone here is still using iOS 12. It might be a glitch. Um, I know the rotor, there have been, there has been some glitchiness in the rotor, like what you have described. I know, especially it's been like an email. Sometimes the actions, that's what that's called. The actions uh, item on the rotor. It hasn't been consistent where it, it lands. Um, but has anyone had this experience in Safari? I don't know if we still have folks running 12. Um, and oh, again, if you, you are muted, everyone. So just a reminder, if you'd yeah. like to say your name and respond, you can. Spread. They may have oh, previously been running 12. They might remember having that. Problem. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Okay, go ahead, Brad. I still got 12 on a, a, a device okay. that used to be my father's before he passed. Um, what I haven't noticed any difference, significant difference in the behavior of Safari and Safari tabs from iOS 12 to iOS 13. Um, I mean, the tab, the buttons across the bottom. Are you talking when you have tabs open? Yes, when I have tabs open and I'll have maybe six of them, I have six pages open and uh -huh. I, will, I will swipe from left to right to choose which page you're talking fir activate. first you'll select the tab button in the bottom right corner. Correct. Double and then you move that. through the tabs. Um, and then you swipe left to right to select tabs. To to select the because I, I will have say half a dozen. Several tabs pages. open. I got it. Six, however. Mm -hmm. iPhone, no okay. Marie. Maria Christek, co-host, recording, computer audio going to Hello, Maria Christek, do a, if you'll give me one second here. Have, have you? No rope, Maria Christek, co-host, Maria Christek, I apologize. All right, everybody is muted now, so we will start over again, okay? Everybody. Have you checked your rotor? to see what you've got it set on? If um, I had not thought it's I would check your rotor. If if you've got your rotor set on I don't know, I usually have mine set on actions and then what I'll character. do is I'll swipe up. And when it says close I'll double tap. But I would look at what your rotor set on. I don't know, somebody okay. else, maybe Ernie's got a thought on this. Yeah, normally I keep my rotor on characters because it's the safest. Yeah, I do uh, uh, vertical navigation because it's benign. Yeah, I don't think I... I, I it's I not, it's not in there by default. I don't know why, but you have to add it. But right. characters no, is pretty benign too. You can't do anything wrong with characters either. Right, characters pretty pretty simple. It's the same. But it's a lot of times... With the later ones, I don't remember if it was doing it so much in 12 as it does in 13. The rotor tends to default to actions a lot of times. And I can't remember, I think it may have done that in 12 too. But I would yeah, be I'm not very sure mindful of what your rotor yeah, is. I don't know. On. Right. I, I don't know if I have 
actions. I will check this it is Keith. because I have not checked it. Yeah, thank you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Keith. Go ahead. Uh, actions is actually uh, not one of the rotor settings that you can set. It's it's in there automatically, and when actions are available in a particular app or home screen or whatever the case may be, it will automatically appear in your rotor, and usually your rotor will be set to actions. Uh, one thing, one uh, thought I had is I know when I go to the app switcher if I use the uh, one finger swipe up to uh, close an app, if I swipe right to the next app or swipe left to the next app and then double tap, it does not go back to activate. It will hold the close in, in the action. So I'm just wondering if somehow uh, your action is getting, uh, is holding close somehow and you're double tapping it thinking you're 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 wanting to activate it you know you might before you double tap each tab you just might swipe up or down and make sure you're on activate i have done that and and that's the part that is really annoying because all right i will i will swipe left to right listen and i will hear which tab I want, and I still have enough vision so I can see them. And then I will swipe up or down, and okay, does it say close tab or does it say activate default? And it always says activate default as if it's as if it's a team like comes together. You don't have a choice. And so when I'm on when it, when I hear activate default, and I'll touch the screen. And then the page will go away instead of opening. That definitely sounds like it might be a bug. Yeah, this is Marie. I just want to make sure when you're saying touch the screen, do you mean just double tapping anywhere on the screen to close it? No, just to, when, or when, when, I, when I hear the activate default. Yes. And then I will touch, then I will uh, double tap, which is should open yeah. that page. Which should activate. Yeah, correct. Right. Should right. activate. I mean, it says activate. Default, right, right. You know? this, this yeah. Is not activating. Right. And then that, this yeah. evening was, yeah, this evening was extremely annoying because um, the, the one page, the page closest to the bottom of the phone, when I touched that, that opened beautifully. Okay, so I, I went back to my tab button down in the, the right-hand corner, double tap to bring up, you know, my list of tabs. And I went to the second page and tapped on that, and I had not done anything else. I didn't do an activate default. I didn't do a close tab. I didn't swipe up or down. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, went, went actually left to right in order to, to move up. Touched it, and it closed. Now, then I went and I touched again the first one at the bottom, and that opened. It didn't close. So it's like, what? What? This yeah. Is, this is absolutely makes, there's no consistency. 
Yeah, that, that is sounding like a bug. There was a prior bug, I know, with email where if you, oh, it was like if you focused on, if you deleted something that wasn't the first email, or no, you, if you deleted from the first email on the list, your like focus would change. But if you did it in an, in an email that was after the first one, the second one or beyond, it wouldn't. So there is definitely a precedent of things in a certain, you know, location functioning differently you know in terms of a bug right than they should uh -huh. um yeah who is I, I i heard someone else who was that, brad. that oh brad go ahead I, I was going to say um first of all whatever keith said was right on the money about the action rotor um the other thing i thought of was be very mindful that you're not touching it with more than one finger if you touch it with a, a single finger and without realizing it, another finger touches it just a nanosecond later. That will, will consider it as what we call a split finger tap, where you touch it with one finger and while one finger is down, a second finger touches it. That will simulate a one finger double tap gesture. And if you're doing that, I've done it, Lots of my students did it when they're learning. You touch it with one finger and without knowing it, another finger on the same hand, your pinky finger, something else makes contact. Boom, it'll close that, that, um, that item. And you'll think it did it with you just touching it. So yeah, be very I mindful of that. that. I, I do use that split finger uh, tap actually to open things. Like I'll take one finger and just... Um, uh, find an icon and simply then use the second finger to open it. And I love that feature. That's, that's something I literally just learned like two weeks ago. And I think it's great. Um, but I will definitely make sure I'm not doing that when I am in my, uh, my, my Safari, Safari pages, tab pages. Uh, yeah, because that, yeah, extra fingers can do, do weird things for sure so yeah but i'm i'm beginning to really think yes that i do have a bug i i do know i have another bug on my phone but i have discovered the workaround the same as many other people have discovered the same workaround and that one has to do with filling in contacts so if i have one bug hey maybe i've got two <laughs> this is oh, yes. they tend to there is unfortunately does tend to be more than one when they come up all right we'll take Cynthia and then we'll uh, oh yeah uh, yeah we'll, we'll move I just was yeah. gonna say yeah Gloria you are doing great I mean I think all these you know this is part of the learning process and you still have a good attitude you haven't thrown it out the window yet I mean I think you're beyond that oh point. I wanted to <laughs> I have wanted to I cannot I, tell you how often yes and we we also have a mentoring program we forgot to I forgot to mention that at the beginning but we um, have a mentoring program that maybe that might you might benefit from that I mean but that's more for like real beginner beginners but we you know who knows we can talk about that that if you can visit our uh, website you can fill out an application and we can match you up and uh, we can talk more about that uh, that's on our website as well so all right that's very thank interesting you so thank you good for question okay. right, yeah thanks. good to see Discussion. All right. Thanks, Sandhya. Yeah, that's important to mention for sure. All right. Uh, who would, good discussion there to start things off. Who would like to ask our next question? 
Anything else that you've been, any feature you've been playing with? Or? Who was there? I'm sorry. A Hal in Montreal. Oh, okay. Hi, go ahead. Hi, Hal. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I'm using on uh, all my devices, I'm using uh, iOS 13.5.1. Okay. And uh, I notice some things like uh, sometimes when I think I'm focused on, for example, the activate default, I end up closing a program. And I find that happens specifically on my iPad when I use that for Netflix. And it's like, oh, I don't want to, I didn't want to close it. I want to activate it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like kind of along the same lines of what we were just talking about in Safari. Yeah, I think, I feel like the overarching theme is that the rotor is sometimes a little inconsistent. And so unfortunately, it seems like the key is to double check where you are and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it'll take. Uh, yeah, usually, yeah. Uh, sometimes I don't always remember to swipe right, left and right. But, yeah, I try to, but sometimes when I, if I'm sure I'm on a button and I'm not, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, like I've since moved over from Windows and JAWS had these occasional focus uh, issues. So, uh, yes, I'm sorry, th since this is not a Windows call, we're not gonna get into further details on that or on like the Mac side, if that's where you were going with moving to Windows. But sure. what, I, what I will say with, in terms of iOS, just a refresher, so the flicking left or right takes you between items and in order to move, um, and through the items that you have selected on your rotor, you're gonna flick up and down for those, so. Okay. So hopefully that helps with that. All right, thank you for that. Who would like to ask the next question? Any? Abraham. That you, oh, go ahead, Abraham. Okay, I recently ran into this issue. When I make a phone call, and then after the call, I need to enter in an access code to enter in the conference number, I used to be able to hear the beeps. It, uh, was loud enough. Somehow the volume got really low where I really can't hear the tones that I'm actually, or when I'm going over numbers. I've enabled audio docking and disabled audio docking and I checked all the sound settings. I can't figure out how to increase the volume again for the touch tones on the phone. Okay. Anyone have any comments there? This on is Herbie. Volume. Go ahead, Herbie. Sometimes, weirdly enough, I can fix the issue, whether it's touch tones or voiceover, like if I just turn off voiceover while on the call and turn it back on again, sometimes that solves that problem. So it's basically... Also, what? Is it basically like a bug? Yeah, but it's a bug I've experienced with the iPhone for a while. And another thing too, I don't know if you're doing this or not, but if you wear headphones, it's a lot easier to hear touch tones than if you're using the phone speaker sometimes, so... Yeah, I've never really used headphones a lot, and this is the first time I've actually experienced this on the iPhone. So, but of turning on voice, so so you're basically doing the, the triple double. click, you know, to turn off and then turn back on voiceover. Okay, that's all I needed to know then. Okay, thanks, Herbie. Okay. Yep. Oh, right, and just else? one other quick tip is yep. you can there is ways you can have it automatically. You can put in like automatic extensions ahead of time in a contact so you don't even have to do any manual dialing. So, yeah, that's with the three commas and put the number yes. in. But, Mike, okay, cool, thanks. Well, anyone else have comments on that? 
Okay, this is Maria. I just had a quick thought. You know, I know that because there are different volume levels on the phone and the the key seems to be to raise the volume of whatever you'd like when it's actually happening. So maybe if you can be dialing just as like a test to um, on a different call or something, just kind of hold, you know, the... Uh, so tap, double tap and like hold on a dial to make the, uh, on a number to make the dial tone, you know, keep going continuously for a little bit and raise the volume while that's happening and see if that possibly helps. To yeah, get I'm it confused. Higher. So when I'm dialing that I, I click to raise the phone at the same time while I'm typing in on the keypad. Yeah. Like to raise the volume at that same time. Cause I don't know which volume there, you know, there are different volumes on the phone and on, and I don't know which one this is tied to. So that's kind of your best bet to see if um, while it's actually happening, if it'll raise. Uh, who is that, Keith? Is that Keith? Yeah, I was just yeah, going to go say, all, all you really have to do, is kind of like with what Marie was saying, is just put your finger on the screen. So you're basically, you're getting the focus on the middle part of your screen and just volume up. And like Marie was saying, it basically, if the Siri screen is up or your keypad is up or you know, whatever the case may be, that's what it's going to turn the volume up to. Okay. So, so, so that's a, Okay, so just to be clear, once I got the keypad up, I touch the screen to make sure I got focus on it while I'm touching the screen. That's when I try to increase them up. Yeah. Okay. This is and, Oh, sorry. Go oh. ahead. Okay, go I'm ahead. I'm just going to show real quick, like, so I am at the keypad right now. And uh, so I'm here, it says like five, five, five. Okay, so and then I maybe I want, I'm not sure, I want it two, two. So I just went to, so I can make it loud. I'm hitting the volume button, the top button on the right. Six, six, five, five, eight, eight. So you can control the volume that way. So I hope that's what y'all are talking about, right? Yes, where were you guys the other day when I was trying to enter in the conference? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, so. okay. all right well very good i hope that helps for the next time all right who would like to ask the next question mark in montreal okay go ahead mark thanks gloria um this is a weird one that i run into when i have my phone on my speaker and i'm not a huge headphones user because uh well right now i don't have a pair <laughs> they're, they're dead um my i the apple earphones that came i'm talking ah, about the, um yes. and uh yeah the other headphones i'm in the search for some good pair of headphones bluetooth that will work for both whatsapp and uh regular music stuff and oftentimes they don't work well with whatsapp i find um but this question has to do with okay i'm on a phone call and on the speaker Okay. okay. And I ran into this this morning because I was calling a department with the Quebec government to try to get some information. And I wanted to see how long I'd been waiting. So when I go up to the status line area of my phone and touch while the speaker is activating and you're hearing announcements and music in the background, voiceover cuts out. I'm using fifth, I'm using the beta. So I'm up to 13.6, I believe the public beta and this this happens even when i'm not in the beta so it's not the beta when i touch the status area to see my battery or 
what time it is or whatever and get up to that part of the screen while I'm on the call, voiceover shuts off for about four to five seconds before it comes back. And it's really hard to get uh, it focused to tell you because there's nothing coming through your speaker at that point when you touch up on the status area. Okay, and this is using speaker phone, right? Correct. Okay, okay. Oh, for anyone have a, I tend to use with with Bluetooth or wired headphones, so uh, I, it's very rare that I use speaker phones. So, uh, is there anyone here who uses speaker phone more often? Can you duplicate that? This is Brad. This is Brad. Yep, go ahead, Brad. You got the proximity sensors up there near the earpiece, and you put your hand up there near it it's going to think you've put the phone to your head and yeah, I get it, will, it. It, it will cut the speaker phone off. So go for the corners and work from the corners and, and then flick back, I suppose. I would just, I would just stay away from that earpiece. Okay. I don't say so you say go to the corner and then what go towards it. No, I just stay away from it altogether. No, no. I, I think I think what Mark is saying, and I think Mark, that's a good idea. To, so you because you can flick. So as long as you touch, say in a corner, and then just use your flick gesture. Yeah, you could do that. This is yeah, Stephen. so you're not even yeah. here. Touch yeah. it and then flick. You'll move your hand down lower on the screen, and you've already yeah. put focus on the status bar, and then you can flick left or right. Yeah, yeah and then you want the proximity sensor. That's yeah. Usually, thing. what you're looking for is like I I wanted to track my time on this call which was actually two hours and 47 minutes before I got an answer. Um, Cause while I was on hold that long, but I wanted to see how long it was and how my battery was doing at the point. So sure. this is why I was doing this. So, uh, and I found that if you work it from the corners, it doesn't always work, but it works better than if you're trying in the middle. Cause like, uh, like Brad says, the proximity sensor gets in the way. I was just this, wondering if there was an easier or quicker way to do it. This is Stephen. Okay, go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, Brad is right. That's exactly what I do is I start from, usually I start from the right corner of the status bar where the battery um, percentage is and then just flick left. Like if I want to know what time it is or how much is on the call, that's exactly what I do. Because yeah, if you go in the middle, it's right near that earpiece and it's going to take it away. So he's right. All right, thanks very much. I'm on standby and listening in. All right, very good, thank you. All right, who would like to ask the next question? Anyone, let's Marty. see. Marty. Who, I'm sorry? Marty. Oh, Marty, okay, go ahead. How you doing, Maria? Good, good. Um, can you speak a little bit louder? I could, I, we can barely hear you. That's why I asked you to repeat yourself. Oh, okay. Maybe you no, need to raise the volume like we've been discussing when you're talking. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, I'm, there, I'm that's on so a, much better. Okay. I'm on a, okay. But um, I was on a, one of the convention things today. Uh-huh. And it's a different Zoom um, interface. Yes, it's, it's the like Zoom it webinar. Is. Yep. Yeah, okay. So... In that Zoom webinar, there's no mute or unmute button. There's just to raise my hand and. Yep. So is this there is. Any, yep. Is this is Maria. I will. 
I will take that. I'm actually one of the Zoom facilitators for the ACB convention. So I can oh, tell okay. you more. That is on purpose. Um, how the webinar works is that you are not able to mute and unmute yourself as an attendee until you have been granted that privilege by the uh, Zoom uh, host. And so what happens is uh, how the convention is being run is that you're going to raise your hand using that button, the raise my hand that you saw there. And then when it comes to your turn, the uh, Zoom host will allow you to talk and then you will have a mute button that appears on your screen that you have to, uh, excuse me, an unmute button that you press to unmute yourself. And if you don't do it um, fairly quickly, what we might do is send you an alert that says the host would like you to unmute. And then you, so you touch the center of your screen to, you know, focus on that and then you flick to the right, right. and you'll see stay muted or unmute. And then you, um, you know, double tap on that. And then when you're done talking, we disable your privilege and your mute capability goes away and you stay muted <laughs> because I, the, the one thing I was in the diabetics group we did an introduction yes and she wanted to mute uh, maybe she didn't know or she did she wanted to mute she wanted to unmute everyone at once but she wasn't able she that's she not something you do can that. do yeah in the webinar oh, okay. that's correct you cannot unmute all you do have to go one by one and do it so um. and I, I want to make a comment to Mark. He was talking about Bluetooth headsets. Okay. Um, if he's, if you're looking, Mark, for a one ear piece, I'd say the best one, and it's not that expensive, is the Plantronics Voyager 5200. It has it has excellent microphones, and it's a good quality single ear piece, and it even has a little button on the top by the microphone which is in the call it's a mute button and when you're not in a call it can be used as an Alexa button. Mark in Montreal. Okay go ahead Mark. Uh, actually I'm looking for a two-piece one because I am hard of hearing. I got 40% loss and 75% loss depending on the year so I'm looking for a good two-piece uh, Bluetooth headset. Do you, want, do you want earbuds or do you want over the ear? No, I want, I want, I want over the ear if I can get over them. the ear. I tell you, there is. I just bought a pair over the ear. It's called it's called NPOW H19. NPOWH19. It's only about forty dollars, and it has an excellent microphone and it has forty millimeter speaker drivers. In the in the ears, so you'll get, okay. you'll get awesome sound. It's off okay. Amazon. Okay, I'll, ha I'll have a look on Amazon.ca because everything's different up here in Canada, of okay. course. So, and of course, it's then you got to consider yeah. the exchange rate. So, yeah, I'll right. have it's a look. N P O W. It's N P O W, and the model is H19. Thank you so much. This is Keith. Okay, go ahead, Keith. And just a reminder to folks to stay muted when you're not speaking, please. Go ahead, Keith. Last, last week, we talked a little bit about the aftershocks, and I think this is a good time to bring them up for you, Mark. I have some hearing loss in my right ear, and when I use my aftershocks and they're bone-conducting uh, headphones, uh, there's an increase in volume in my right ear that I do not get. Uh, in like my wired earbuds or my other uh, in-ear Bluetooth headphones that I I don't know what the rhyme or reason is I guess because it's not going through the ear canal 
But, uh, yeah, that's one thing I have noticed with them that I do like like about the aftershocks. Okay, that's very good. Thank you, Keith. I have those. I have a pair of those as well, actually. Yes, they're bone conduction, so they don't work through the, your drum, like Keith said they work through. You place them in front of your ears, so they're kind of on your cheekbones almost, like literally right in front of where your ears begin. So um, that actually, depending on your type of hearing loss, uh, Mark, if it's like a sensory neural, um, and if it's not conductive, you might have really good luck with these. This is Herbie. Okay, go, uh, one second. Mark, were you going to say something before Herbie jumped in? I thought I heard someone. No. Uh, okay, Herbie, I'm oh, um, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Mark, Mark, we all? Yep, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you there. Um, it's been my experience, and my friend Christine gave me the a pair of the old original uh, Aftershocks. They don't really work well when you're trying to do a WhatsApp or anything like that and aren't that great for music either. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to cover all the bases, I guess. Mm -hmm. Something that'll be good quality, both on the send and the receive end, and something that's good for listening to music and stuff like that too. So I'm, I guess maybe I might be pushing it a little bit but I'm trying to cover all my bases, I guess, sure. economically. I've heard that Anchor has some good ones, but uh, uh, I haven't been there yet, but I'm looking into those and I'm, see if we can get them up here. All right, um, go ahead, Herbie. Well, I, know I was just reflecting on the aftershocks. So I remember back, um, I had some kind of, I had a little bit of hearing loss thanks to an inner ear infection. This goes back like 2014 and I had one of the original pairs of aftershocks and they were a lot harder for me to hear when I had, when I was like, my ear was a little bit stopped up. So I think it really does depend on what Maria said, like the type of hearing loss. Cause you know, I actually struggled with them, but yeah. you know, again, mine was due to, you know, maybe it's cause where the ear infection was. Uh. Yeah, this is Maria. I, um, yeah, in terms of, uh, yeah, again, like just, uh, I'll make a couple of comments. Yeah, for me too, like I have some tinnitus and stuff. It's, um, so it's the, with the aftershocks, it is, you know, clear. But um, yes, I hear what you're saying, Mark, in terms of the Bluetooth. Like when you are on a call, it does sound very, you know, telephone like versus something like the AirPods. Um, I don't know if you have access to, with those, how, how those might have worked for you. The Apple AirPods, they sound pretty decent on, on, um, Bluetooth, of course, those are earbuds. The other thing you were mentioning with the hearing loss, if you are a hearing aid user, um, if your aids do support it, there are MFI made for iPhone hearing aids where you can have the audio pipe directly to them. Quebec Healthcare recalled RAMQ doesn't cover those. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. This is Herbie um, with one more thing on the okay. call quality with AirPods. Uh, I'm sorry, aftershocks. Okay, um, one second. We're going to have Herbie go first. Okay, sure. Um, just real quick, I forget which model it is. It was the ones that came out in 2017 or 18, but they increased the Bluetooth audio capacity for uh, phone calls to the 5.0, which is the AirPod standard, making it a lot more clear than some of the older Aftershocks models. I want to say it's like, the Trex Air might be the first. Maybe the Air. I think it was the Aeropex, actually. Yes. The Air, and I think those were 4.2. I believe the Aeropex have five. Yes, that sounds right. So yeah. if you get Aeropex and above, you're going to have a lot much better call quality 
same with WhatsApp and all that compared to the older mm -hmm. models. All right. Well, hope that they weren't quite over the ear, but hopefully that gives you at least if you maybe something to try out at least. Um, yeah, there are a lot of over ear. There are the uh, the bows. Uh, have good over ear noise canceling ones. I don't know if that if you're looking for noise canceling or not. They have non noise canceling too. They're Sony. There's yeah. There there are many different companies that have some. So um, all right. Um, let's see. I think was it Hal who who was speaking? Yes, I have a comment. Yeah. I also have hearing loss. I use two hearing aids, and the hearing okay. aids I use now are. are provided to me by the government okay and I have with them came a device that you wear around your neck and so the the, the tech my tech was able to uh, program the phone so that I you know that I could answer a call and raise or lower the volume it works pretty good slate like a headset okay. yeah but you have uh, how uh, hang on who is, who is this hang on Mark of Montreal. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Mark. Uh, what happens when you get your hearing aids from RamQ here? You're stuck with them for five years when you come into the system, but like I was in 2017. So I would not be eligible for that hearing aid that Hal's got uh, until my five years has expired with the government. So I have to bear with what I've got for five years, and then uh, I might be able to get the ones that house yeah like the started. mfi yeah yeah okay okay but it sounds like i mean in the meantime i do know um mark like in terms of airpods i know that they have you might find helpful they have a transparency mode like if you're in a room and you put um when you enable the transparency mode, you can put your iPhone um, somewhere where you want sound to be picked up and then it picks up that sound and it um, basically has it come through your, you know, AirPods. So in a way, it's a small little um, amplification of sorts. And I do know that Apple is working on some hearing accommodation um, type accessibility features in iOS 14. And I think those might be dependent on AirPods. So Unfortunately, um, those are out of my league because I'm on pension and retired and that's uh, just out of my ballpark. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Well, I think we've had a good at least start of discussion on this. Headphones are huge. Definitely, Mark, check out. Um, I'm just thinking in terms of like our podcasts. I know we have talked about different Bluetooth headphones. I don't know. You know, I can't think off the top of my head, like models and prices and things like the Bose that I mentioned are definitely more expensive and stuff too. Um, so, you know, if there may be some cheaper ones, if you do a search on our website under podcasts, if you just do a find for things like Bluetooth or headphones or headsets or something like that, some of them you know might list models and such as well um so that might be something also as a resource um okay who would like to ask the next question then anyone let's see who hasn't asked a this question this is steve i have a question oh, okay go ahead steve um, you know, in my effort to improve myself over the last several months, I started using Envision, and I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. What I'm looking for is any recommendations on scanner stands, because oh, okay. sometimes getting the phone lined up 
particularly when you're a bird brain like me and very ADD, it's uh, too much problem <laughs> to uh, remember to hold the phone in the right place. I'm just wondering uh, if anybody has um, any experience. All right. Yes. Any inputs? I have a, a stand that is no longer being made. So who has, has anyone experience with ones that are still able to be purchased? Maria, well, you have a scan thinking, jig? Yeah. I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You have a scan jig? No, I actually had one called a scan stand pro, which was made before it has a strip of LED lights on it as well. And you can either plug it in or have a battery pack with it so that if the lighting is low, it has lights. Um, it's a cardboard one. I have heard of the scan jig. I think there might be a stand from, oh my goodness, is it maybe Belkin or something that might still be getting made? Um, you might want to try looking on Amazon for Belkin scan stand or um, on uh, just doing like a search on Belkin. I don't know if they're still making it, but I kind of remember that one. Um, anyone else have, where did I- This is Steven. This one? Um, go ahead, Steven. I've heard uh, the Cooking in the Dark show talk about uh, one stand called the Danny Boy stand. And I don't know if it, I, it might be available on uh, Blind My Smart. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah, Dale, who's one of the people who does Cooking in the Dark, that's his um, business there. So, yeah, right. he would know so about it. So I think it, you, so. might, you might check there and see if you can find, it's called Danny Boy. Um, I know he runs it in one of his promos, oh, but okay. I believe it's a stand for, okay. for iPhones. I assume it's an iPhone that you're wanting yeah, to get a yeah, stand yeah. for, correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would I would check into blindmysmart.com and see if they have the Danny Boy stand. Right, okay, great recommendation. And also, you know, as I'm thinking, I heard it. I will admit I was also doing something else, so I may not have heard it very clearly. But if you go, even if you aren't an IRA user, you know, it still applies. There was an IRA, um, they call it Expedition. Uh, it's basically a webinar and it's in a podcast form now um, on using IRA on the go. And I think someone did discuss a scan stand of some sort, if I remember correctly, or maybe it was a table stand actually, where like the phone could be maybe like there was an arm or something that would hold the phone and then it would clip to the table or something like that. I'm, I'm, my memory's a little vague, but on this, but um, if you search in your podcast directory or app of choice for IRACAST, A-I-R-A-C-A-S-T, that's all one word um, and it should be the newest episode it'll say something like expedition 102 using Ira on the go and um, see if you can skim through that when they discuss you know different th lanyards and chest mounts and neck mounts and things but um, they do also discuss these table stands so that <laughs> might be it's another option it's not like a cardboard box that you put your phone onto um, but it is it sounds like it'll still you know accomplish what you're looking to do just in a this different is, way this is Marty okay go ahead Marty I, I actually have, I haven't used it much, but I have, I think, National Braille Press demoed it at one of the conventions, but I got it off of Amazon. It was about $40, and I think it's called ScanJet Pro, and it, it's actually like a flatbed scanner. So you, you lift up the lid, and on the lid portion, on the inner portion of the lid, that's where you put your document and there's actually like little clips that will hold your your page or whatever you're putting up there and then on the on the the, the part that sits on the table you have like a little plastic piece and you can move that 
back, you know, forward or backward. And that's where you actually place your phone. It's, it's almost like a little stand. It, it's almost like a, like a charging stand. You put, you, you put your phone in that and then you just um, use whatever scanner you're going to use. Okay, very good. Well, you have several recommendations there, so hopefully one of them will pan out uh, there, Stephen. Good Thank luck you. with that. All right. Um, Susan? Let's see. Okay, go ahead, Susan. Yes. Um, does anyone know anything about what kind of a printer um, brands or how to get one that will work on an iPad. I have an iPad Air. Okay, speaking of Air, so yes, does anyone have an experience? It's a protocol called AirPrint, if I remember correctly, that it needs to support. Does anyone use any printer that's AirPrint capable that you've tried to print from your iPhone or your i your iThing, your iPad? This is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. I got a brother. Okay. Um, uh huh. Okay. And it's actually <laughs> unbelievable. It's a laser printer. It's got a scanner that I don't really use, but my wife does, and a fax. But who has a landline phone anymore? But it was. It's a laser printer. Uh, mm -hmm. It seems to do really well. Not that I can see it all that well, but it was like 150 bucks. Okay. And as opposed to any HP I've ever had that just eats ink. I mean, this thing is not small. But um, we got it from Amazon, I don't know how long ago, a couple of years ago, 150 bucks. So I'd search on uh, Amazon and see what you see under Brother. Their stuff seems to be AirPrint compatible. And, and, and they're yes, large? I print, it's what? They're, are they large, right? Like other printers or smaller, you know, the carry It's pretty big. It's pretty big. It's like a desktop mm -hmm. copier. But yeah, it produces, it produces office quality stuff. And okay. I think it's black and white only. It, I don't believe it do pictures, but that's what I, that's what yeah, I Yeah, that's wanted. not what I, I would want. Not, I don't want a fax or. Well, I would search fax. Amazon. Uh, HP makes a bunch of them. Uh, All right, and and they make for, uh, photo okay. ones. But anything, it's air print. It's, that's the word you're looking for, air print. Yeah, air print. That'll work, that'll work with your iPhone, yep. that'll work with your. Or your okay. iPad or you know, okay. any of this Apple stuff, it'll work wirelessly. Yeah, and laser would be the best. Um, how would you, uh, how does it work on the iPad? Uh, would you go like to Bluetooth and like- I just where set you it up, I set it up on my Wi-Fi. I set it up on my Wi-Fi network. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, just connected to my Wi-Fi, I mean, it wasn't real accessible. Thank God my wife is sighted and she was able to do it. So you oh, know, if wow. you're not sighted, you might need a friend to do it. They don't, they're not really great on. Well, on or you that. can use something like Ira as well. To yeah, Ira could do you. it. But yeah. You're, you're, you know, yeah. That's, that's yeah. one way to do it. But once you yeah. have it set up, this is, this is it shows up. It just Hang on, shows folks. Up. Okay. Oh, sure. So it shows okay. up and then you do go to like the share sheet, right? And uh, there should yeah, be I just go to print and it just shows up. Of course, it's my only printer, but it would just show up on my right. list of printers and that's it. It's mm -hmm. like right. no brainer. It just works yeah. so simple. It's unbelievable. Okay. Okay. But, but does the, the voiceover, uh, I'm sorry, does the voiceover say, well, even on, on the printer I have for my old PC, I don't use anymore. 
it says printing or something like that. Um, yeah, well, that's on your phone. That's got kind of, yeah. Well, no, it just on show the, up. Oh, I mean, uh, so on the iPad, it will say printing or. Yeah, when you when you go sheets? to, like Maria said, when you go to the share seat, sheet and you select print, it'll okay. then pop up and it'll show, and it may say select printer. And if you have more than one, you could select it. And But that's the only one I got. So it just shows up. And then I just flick through the different options, which, you know, I never change them. You could do single-sided, double-sided, you know, stuff like yeah. that. I always I do single-sided. I have a Lexmark. Maybe I'll just see if, if that would work. Get a uh, it depends on how old it is, but it's got to say, it's got to be an AirPrint compatible printer to oh, work with the uh, true, true. iPhones, iPads, and I don't know about a Mac. Well, oh, Macs are not on Mac. part of this call, so we don't need to worry yeah. about them now. But Susan, to, you were asking Thank about you. Bluetooth. Thank this you is actually much. wireless. It goes through your yeah. Wi-Fi network. So. This is um, Marty. Thank you. Marty. Okay, go ahead, Marty. Yeah, I, I have probably similar to, to Kenny's. We have a, a brotherless, uh, I mean, a brother printer. It, it's a... It's a um, an inkjet, and I got it for a hundred bucks because it was on Amazon Prime Day. But and what what you can also do, which was which is what we do, is because it takes four cartridges, a black and white, and there's like four, and you have to you have to use all four of them um, at at once. Uh, you can actually enroll in a program with Brother or with Amazon, well, it's actually with Brother. And they can, because it's wireless and you're dealing with the cloud, they can determine how much ink is left in your cartridges. So when they run low, they'll, they'll send you a notification asking you if you'd like to reorder um, a cartridge because you're running low, they'll, like a reminder. All right, that is it, it works well, and all right, you know, once you get into the printer options, um, I've just printed from, from email mostly, but it's really easy, okay? Very good. So, all right, all thanks right. for the information, everybody. Appreciate it. All sure. right, good luck with finding a printer. There are a lot of air print ones out there nowadays, so hopefully, that won't be too difficult. All right, very good. With that, we are at the halfway point. So, Miss Sandhya. All right. Thank you, Maria. And Maria, we are, you know, thank you. I know you're really busy with uh, ACB and you've got lots of responsibilities. So we appreciate you making time for iBug. So thank you for coming. So oh, be no here and helping us. <laughs> okay. Oh. And I actually have a question later on about this, uh, one of the webinars and one of the things. Anyway, I'll talk, I'll, I'll ask that in a minute. Okay, so our brief announcements here. Uh, iBug today, we have our website, iBug today at, no, iBugToday.org is our website. Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash iBug today. And our Twitter account is at iBug today. Any of those? Uh, can provide information about what is going on at iBug and uh, Facebook. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Oh, there you are. I, I know okay. I hit the button. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Facebook would be a great place if you have questions in between various training sessions. 
you can post questions there and you can even maybe you know the answer to a question people are posting different things throughout the week and you know it's about you know sharing information maybe you don't always you know maybe it's not always about asking questions it's also about sharing what you know and, and that that's uh, part of what this whole call and a lot of what we do here at ibug is about is sharing what we know um real quick uh when thursday is our book club vila book club and we're reading crazy rich asians about 14 hours or so and uh, that will be 6 30 central time all times on this call or central and it's uh thursday of the july uh, july 9th so it, and it's also on this zoom conference line love for you to join us you can you know we'd love for you to read the book but if you haven't you can still come and talk about it next on fridays our virtual movie and the ibug guy told us that it is a rom-com also known as a romantic comedy and it could be in philadelphia or england very strange we'll find out i mean who knows what it is okay all right and then sunday is the summer games um see ibug is going to continue with our tradition of featuring various games and fun things during the summer. Uh, the, uh, so we hope you'll join us and various iBug Advanced members are going to be sharing their favorite games. So please come and check that out. And that'll be this Sunday, July 12th from four o'clock to six o'clock. And all of our calls are recorded and archived. And so you can go and check them out on our website. Right, so those are the announcements. Now we'll let whoever joined us who didn't get to say hello the first time around, please say, you know, unmute yourself, say hello and where you're from. Hello, this is Victoria in Houston. Hey, hello. Hello. Mark in Montreal, I didn't say hi before, so just saying hi now and I'm almost irregular in a lot of the iBug today's stuff. Sandia <laughs> yeah. knows me well. We are so glad you're here. Thank you, Mark. Glad you're here. All right. Anybody else? Eva in Missouri City. Eva. And I saw you, Maria, at GDUI. <laughs> <laughs> you're a rock star in our meeting. Rock. You know, all these people have seen me all these different sessions. Hey, My goodness. But thank you. <laughs> I hope you've been enjoying. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we're so proud of you. All right. Anybody else? Anybody Elisa else? and Porter. Hey, girl. Welcome. Yeah, I told you I was here. I know. You're here. Glad you're here. Anybody else? Anybody else who's seen Maria everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> like this is Keek with a quick bunny. All right. It's Marty. Earlier, I already asked a question earlier. Oh, yes. Welcome, Marty. Okay. Go ahead, Keith. And Kelsey's here, too. Uh, oh, oh, Kelsey. Sorry. Hey, Kelsey. Welcome. Hey. Welcome. Okay, hold on. Let's finish. Any more announcements? Yep. Any more people introducing themselves? That didn't get to say hi first time around. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Keith, and then we'll move on. So earlier when we were talking about tabs and Safari, I clicked over there just to uh, take a, a look at a few things and Lo and behold, it was on ACB radio, and I hear this voice. I said, wait, I'm hearing that voice on the other ear. <laughs> Marie, you're doing double time. I guess you're replaying something. He's amazing. 
else. All right. Oh, thank you all for your for your kind words, and I oh, hope you've been enjoying the sessions. <laughs> yes, definitely. All right. Okay. Okay. So, who has the first question of the second half of our call? Um, Sandhya, do you? I'm sorry. Do you want to ask in case other people, while this since this event is going on and such this week, do you want to ask your webinar question? In oh case yeah, it would help please. Other okay. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So the question I have is, I was listening. I you know registered. So there are different ways you can listen. I mean. And just to be, you know, uh, so you can listen on ACB radio, you can, you know, register and then you get the Zoom link. So I got the Zoom link and I was listening and then I hit something and then I hit more. And then it said, well, you are using, da, 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 you know, whatever the connection, you know, system or whatever. And then encrypted I, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then I couldn't get out of there. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. This, yeah. Zoom has had this issue sometimes on and off. It used to be in the meeting client, too. And I'm guessing it's just to clarify the webinar and the meeting, it's you're using the same software. It's just a different experience depending okay. on whether it's set up as a webinar or as a meeting. Uh, uh -huh. So I'm suspecting that with the webinar uh, it might still be the case that um this issue is there that you'd have to close out of zoom and reopen it yeah. and even the scrub right that didn't work to I, get you out i'm not a big scrub Scrubber. yeah i know i know i'm not either but sometimes it seems to be the only way <laughs> okay. well let me clarify were you in were you in a webinar or in a meeting when this happened uh, i was on different things and i think it happened on more than one Thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this that might Steven. be this issue. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, I've I've been in webinars where that's yeah. happened, and I can't. The only way I can get out is, I mean, it's it's like you almost have to close it, which of course right. takes you, which exactly. is counterproductive. But yeah, yeah. I, I've been can, in webinars when that. Yeah. Happens. Can I can I ask why why you all are and it's not anything against. I'm just I'm curious. Why are you going into the more menu? Because your raised hand should be right there on your screen. One reason I did it is to make sure that um, I was in the right room. I would ah. go to that more, and then I would make okay. So this is the Lua L U A. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but the problem is once I, that's the thing is that if I wanted to raise my hand. Mm -hmm. I can't get out of there to get back into the sure. thing you can raise your Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, it seems like the only way right now is to close it and reopen, um, you know, close Zoom and then click on the link again and come back in. Um, so yeah, I would I would advise in terms of checking, you know, uh, to you know based on the topic to kind of hopefully you can glean where you are if you've come in a little bit late. I know we do, you know, try and announce at the beginning what it is that you're joining and such. Um, so yeah, I wish I had a better response for you, okay, but this cool. does seem to be what yeah, this is a kind of a recurring. It, it happens sort of on and off. This, <laughs> okay. this is this is Marty. Right, okay, one second. We're gonna have I think Eva was wait, first. Wait, wait. I think we had Keith before. Oh. That, then Eva, then Marty. Go ahead, Keith. Yeah. I was just gonna say there's there's pages just like that. I was actually in the more tab before this call and kind of got trapped in there. And I know I've been in uh, like the more. <laughs> Uh, during the call and it just seems like the only way to get out beside closing it down unfortunately is a scrub scrub works a lot of times okay very good and then eva well to answer the question of why i'm going into the more tab because i wanted to see the participants <laughs> I mean, 
you know, just curious and wonder how many people are there. Because it's cool when they say that. They're like, a hundred and something. I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. I would love to go check it out. But, you know, you can't. So you can, yeah, right. Yes, good. as a webinar, as a webinar attendee. So again, this is I'm talking about the webinar in a meeting. We can all hear, see, you know, who the participants. But in a webinar, which is view only for the attendees, you cannot see who the participants are okay. oh, and how many there are. All right, and I think we have Marty. Marty. Yeah, uh, it's I. I went into the more because I thought I would find the mute and unmute button. Ah. Uh. And, and what's what is the scrub feature? Okay, who would like to, somebody that hasn't had a chance would like to explain to Marty what the scrub feature is. I this think. is Jake, I know what it is. Go ahead, Jake, go for it. The scrub feature um, is when you take two fingers and you place them on the screen towards like where the volume button is kind of in the middle and you take your fingers and you go to the right and then go back to the left row kind of in a quick quick succession and, and it purpose. will back up yeah mm -hmm. it'll take you back an item as opposed to double tapping on the back button right, beautiful okay so yeah that's what it is kind of back and forth on the screen from left to right and back you know they've, they've, i've heard it described as a z you know uh so this is keith yes go ahead a quick tip for the scrub is to make sure your two fingers are touching the screen at all times through the gesture. Uh, and if you know what a Z is, that's a good thing. And even David has mentioned before, you can go uh, left to right, back to the left, back to the right without actually making a Z. Um, yeah. but, the key, but the key is to keep those two fingers on the screen at all times. All right, okay, thank you, Jake and Keith, okay. Good. Okay, and then uh, that Susan. will take you back. Go ahead, Susan. Yeah, I'm glad y'all brought this up because on the 12th or the 14th, mainly the 14th, I'm going to take part in a very important uh, web, how do you pronounce it, webinar? Webinar. Webinar. <laughs> yeah, and um, I've never done it in my life. I don't know anything about the hand. I'm still confused about the scrub because that's the first time I've ever heard of it since I know zero about this sort of stuff. Um, it's hard to even know what to ask. Um, uh, how do you get in? Like for an example, how does the hand work for a blind person? Does, okay. okay. Uh, how do, how do you uh, get it up? How do you close it? Uh, or right, right. anything y'all okay. can tell me okay. about? Those. This is Maria. Yeah. yeah. So if you're talking about the Zoom webinar, I think the thing to keep in mind, Susan, is that it's going to be in a lot of ways. You're going to come in the same way that you came into this meeting. Hopefully that you have a link that you're going to click on and it's going to prompt you to open a page, uh, to open it in Zoom, which you're going to select and then you're going to be in Zoom. And so just like you're on a screen here now with this meeting, you're going to be on a screen with the webinar. The only difference with webinar is, like I said earlier, um, Whereas here in a meeting, you'd have to go into more and then raise hand with a webinar. There's going to be a directly a raise my hand option on your screen. And that's because you will not be able to mute and unmute yourself until the mm -hmm. host gives you that privilege. And when they give you that privilege, there will be a mute button that will, well, excuse me, it'll say unmute. It'll be a button that'll appear on your screen and that you can um, 
you know, double tap to unmute, just like you have now here in this meeting. Um, and if you're not, you know, muting in time, unmuting in time, depending, the host might send you an alert to unmute yourself, which then you just touch the center yeah. of your screen yeah. and flick. It'll say the host would like you to unmute. There's a stay yeah. mute button, stay muted, and an unmute button. And then once you're done talking, mm -hmm. I'm assuming again, some some webinars, you know, run differently than others. Yeah. But I'm assuming then yeah. that they would take away your talking privilege, and then you would stay muted. Now the other okay. option. The other option is that a webinar, I've been on some too, where they don't do hand raising and audio questions, they do text questions. And there you will see a question and answer option um, on your screen. And you can double tap on that. And it's kind of like a glorified chat box and you type in your questions to the presenter. So it all kind of depends on how they're running it. But I think what you'll find there are, I mean, yes, there are some differences, but a lot of it is, you know, similar in some ways to what you're uh, what you're uh, using now yeah. to, to join this meeting? Well, um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, but um, anyway, I'm not going to take up any time, but, but you were talking so fast that I didn't get much out of that. But anyway. Oh. Um, well, well, let me uh, ask well, you. If, I, I assume, uh, is, is this a webinar? Okay. Thank you. Is I this going to be a webinar with other blind people there? No, is oh okay. Uh, I was gonna no, say it's, it's, it's for oh, a health God. issue like people okay. with me. Okay, no problem. Yeah, no problem. Um, this is I would Marty. just honestly, it comes down to just flick around on your screen and find that raise hand. You know, raise my hand, and when it's time when they call on you, just be, flick around and look for an unmute button or if you have an alert on your screen be ready to respond to that that's essentially what it comes down to to you as an attendee okay how do you find the hand do you double tap on something to no it's just directly on your screen like if you're flicking left and right on mm -hmm. the meeting screen you will see a bottom. raise my hand button and then you double tap on the hand to make mm -hmm. it uh... you double tap like you would to activate any button with, with voiceover you're going to double tap mm -hmm. When you Too bad it doesn't raising. say, hey, I'm here. I need to ask a question. <laughs> it, it will say your hand has been raised. Okay. Yeah. All right. And if you need to lower it, you, you do it again to, to talk. Okay, about thanks. It. I, I yep. am nervous about it, but thank you. Oh, you'll be fine, I'm sure. Okay, go. Uh, I'm sorry, Sandhya. It's back to you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Go ahead, Marty. And then we'll move um, okay. Yeah, yeah, so on, on the bottom of the screen, huh, it will... You'll actually, it will, the, the button will say raise your hand and you double tap on that. And also the first time, at least I, I never had this before, but the first time when I went into one of the ACB webinars, it actually asked me for a screen name and I also had to enter my email address. Yes, this is Maria. So that is if you do not have a, did you, were you logged into a Zoom account, Marty, at the time? Um. I, I clicked on the link. I mean, I read Correct, but were you signed into your iPhone with a Zoom account? Um, no. Okay, I, I that's why that happens. Oh, yep. Okay. So that's in, in webinar. Yes. So you have to, uh, that's what's going to happen. So if you have a Zoom account, um, and you're signed into it, then it will just automatically join you in with your name. If you right. do not, so similar to the meeting screen, if you're, um, I'm sorry, uh, well, on the meeting screen, you typically won't see it, but on a webinar, if you are not signed in and it does not know who you are, then yes, you will need to enter your name and your email address to 
um, before you can join. So the uh, panelists just, that's know just who the first time, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so it was just for the, um, I guess, so then did it save your info? Um, it must have saved it because when I went in the, next, the second time, it had my screen name and it had my. Oh email yes, yes, address. yes. Okay, yes. So you All still, I had to do you was still, press you the okay button. Yes. So you, yes. Okay, that makes sense. So you still got the prompt to join, but it saved your info. Yes, that yes. makes sense. Okay, that's correct. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying you weren't being prompted, and that was strange. But no, you will be prompted uh -huh. every time if you are not right. signed in with right. an account. And please do enter. I can tell you with these ACB events, at least again, I'm on the Zoom facilitating team. If you cut, please put in your actual name and your email address. If you decide that you, you know, you put in something that, you know, if you think you're like going to be amusing and you put in some weird thing, uh, we do reserve the right not to uh, acknowledge your raised hand. So please do put in your name. Thank you. Oh, this is Chanel with a question. Go ahead, Chanel. Um, yeah, I'm going to be attending the other blindness convention next week and the webinar stuff. Um, uh -huh. And I was just wondering, so is there, if they're all done like in the webinar, do, is there a video button too? I mean, I would prefer to have mine off, but one of their things mentioned something about video, you know, if you're called on and whatever, but yeah, but is there an actual, I mean, is, are the webinars, you know, is, do you have to enable video in those and do you or whatever? Do you want to answer that, Maria? Yeah, that's me. I'm sorry to dominate, but I just, I've experienced. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Platform. So, um, yeah, so you as an attendee, you, um, you likely, you're not going to have video. That's more of something if the, um, if I don't believe if I remember right, um, as a panelists you you do always you are always in control even if it is a video session you would have the option to enable or disable your video but i'm thinking just off the top of my head i believe that is a panelist only control um, yeah what i was asking is kind of if it was in the webinar you know yeah i, I mean, know no, there's certainly to but yeah you know no, it's yeah I'm, it's certainly an option people can have okay. video in webinar but because you are so webinar separates out panelists versus just attendees they're called so right. you as an attendee i do not believe you Oh, I, I'm, I'm, it's been a long time since I've been an attendee. Um, I, I don't believe that it comes by default and you might not even have the option. Do look for the option on your screen just to make sure, but there's no way that you would be forced to have your video on. If right. anything, if an attendee Marty. would, if they would ask you to start your video, you're going to have similar to the muting. If you're being asked to unmute, you can stay muted or unmute. It would be a similar type of scenario. Right. Okay. Yeah, I was I was an attendee today and as far as I know, Maria, that I did not have an optional those video. sessions. Yeah, thank you, Marty. Those sessions were configured not to have video. So that's okay. why you definitely wouldn't have had it for that one. So I'm just thinking in general, the last time I attended a webinar with a lot of sighted people, maybe like a month back, and I'm not remembering, I didn't look for it, but I don't believe I had video. But I would say just double check, you know, the, the start video button. But um, yeah, Chanel, I double check. And I mean, bottom line, I'm guessing more uh, likely than not, you're not going to have it. But if you do, there's no way that you should be you're going to have, you're going to be in control as to whether your video is on or off. 
Right. I mean, they mention it in the, th- in one of their things. Oh, if you're called on and you have video, you know, be dressed sure. up because you're dressed up to impress for the physical convention, whatever. But, uh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. you know, so that's what one of their things sure. said, but, gotcha, but gotcha. also I just, um, I don't know if this is an appropriate venue to mention that there are, there is information about both conventions in Newsline and you can use your favorite podcast app of choice to get ACB things that um, maybe you didn't, weren't able to attend, or it's just not convenient to go at the exact time. Well, you can, that's what I've been doing is some on the radio, but also just enjoying some of the podcasts that are put up so quickly and listening on my own time. So yeah, thanks. For, so that's the ACB conference and convention is what yeah. that, uh, I just typed in ACB convention or whatever oh, okay. the podcast thing and it came up, came up. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And very good. And then the newsline thing, there's an iOS app if you'd like to access with that. And of course you can visit the websites of both organizations and, um, yep. you know, in Safari and such as well. And I, I would be remiss with law, law degree holder. I should disclaim that, you know, I bug, we don't endorse one over the other. Yeah. We have, you know, memberships in both and we have, you know, members who are members of either or and such. We're just talking a lot more about the ACB one since it's actually happening. But, um, and, you know, I personally, Maria, I'm, you know, involved with ACB and such. So, but, um, you know, certainly Chanel brought up the NFB one and such. So, you know, certainly discussion of both is, is this is Chanel. as it relates to iOS. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, I'm not a member of either two. I'm just, I'm just, I just think it's so cool that there's, you know, it's all virtual and so you can access everything. So taking advantage of it, especially with this wonderful tool we have, this iOS device (laughs) that we're talking about. I mean, but, you know, we can essentially go to anything with our iPhones. It's very, it's very nice. Yes, we definitely encourage everybody, you know, to check out. I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, there, you know, a lot of things are free and you don't have to necessarily register. So, you know, both organizations are putting on amazing programs. And so this is a great opportunity. So definitely check it out. Okay, very good. All right. Who is next? New question. This is Stephen. Yes, sir. Yeah, if we uh, just a quick question for clarification if we could get back to the scrub thing for just a second Uh Um, so when you scrub do you do right to left left to right or either one does it matter I don't think it matters I don't think I mean uh, any of our scrubbers I mean I'm I'm not a big scrubber go ahead Keith I start from the left go to the right back to the left like left right left right like marching left right left so you do left right left right there you go (laughs) <laughs> and and I'm glad you brought it up. The other thing I, I went into customized gestures, and I have a four finger uh, uh, swipe down that also does the scrub gesture. Oh. So if you have problem okay. doing the scrub uh, gesture or any gesture for that matter, uh, you know you might go look in in custom uh, gestures and see if there's one available that might suit you better. All right, very good hit there. Uh, this is Brad. Brad was, I think Brad. Kelsey with a comment. Yeah, I was going to say the oh. scrub gesture is directionally ambiguous. It, or should I say indifferent. It does not matter. Left, right, left, right, or right, left, right, left. Just so you start at the top, do a zigzag, drag your finger down as you do it. It'll, it'll work either way. 
Okay, Maria. And then uh, and then Kelsey was first, and actually Brad said what I was going to say because I do it usually right, left, right, and it works. So okay, Kelsey, go, go on to Kelsey. All right, yeah. So um, I I do use the scrub quite a bit, and yeah, you guys are right. It doesn't really. I mean, for me, I'm right-handed, so I always go. I I go right, left, right, just because it's easier for me. But I mean, it, it's personal preference, but. One thing that I should point out is if you do um, customize your gestures, just keep in mind that you may run into uh, conflicts with other gestures. Uh, for example, I had an issue where I had my rotor as a two finger swipe left or right and what would happen is when I would try to scrub, my phone would think that I wanted the rotor. So just, mm, yeah. just be careful. If you're gonna, if you're gonna customize gestures, you know, just, uh, just keep in mind that you may run into a little conflict. Yeah, so be careful what you, yes. And yes, I, I, uh, <laughs> powerful, you know, when I think of scrub, I do actually think of Kelsey because we've talked yeah, about yeah, scrub so, and it's a Good yeah, so I, I'm just, you know, I'm not saying that you should not customize gestures if you're, you know, if you really feel the need to, but I'm, I'm just speaking from personal experience and that I did run into some issues okay. well, that's where, a good it, was, point. where yeah. it wasn't working right. So, and there is a reset option too. So if something is truly not functioning the way you want, you can just reset everything back to defaults and there's no harm done. Very good. And we actually, I actually did a demo of um, the setting up customized gestures back in October, I believe. So um, you can definitely visit, that was a cafe that we did with uh, all the new stuff from iOS 13 at that point. <coughs> so. Um, and we might revisit because uh, it's a very powerful, you know, some people have trouble with the rotor or whatever, and you can redefine the command to activate that if you're having trouble. Okay, very good. <clears throat> Who's next? Two questions. Somebody that hasn't had a turn. New comment, new issue. This is geek that nobody else has a question. Okay, go ahead. This is, oh, go ahead. I have a, I have an, uh, an app question. I would like to receive faxes on my phone if possible. Um, and right before the call, I just went into the app store and typed in fax and there's a kajillion apps called fax so i i wouldn't even know where to start but i was going to see if anybody else has had any luck receiving faxes on the phone and what app they use okay faxes on your iphone no faxes anybody getting faxes on your iphone yeah okay <clears throat> 
Well, oh. I guess I'll go down the list and try them out. And I'll let y'all know. <laughs> this is Jake. Okay, Brad and then Jake. Go ahead, Brad. Well, I've had one before, and it didn't necessarily have anything to do with the iPhone, but I had a service, and I can't even remember the name of it. But it gave me a phone number, and it was a local Dallas 214 phone number because that's where I told them I was. And you could fax things to that phone number, and they showed up as an email. Cool. So you could get those emails wherever you get your email. Oh, and wow. nobody on the other end knew, you know, the difference. It just sounded like a regular fax machine. And that's how I got them. And they showed up as a uh, accessible yeah. Did I, it make all the little sure. I need to be careful about that. Back in those days, I was not as screen reader dependent as I am now. But oh, okay. it showed up as a, so they may not necessarily have been accessible, but you could certainly use convenient, you could certainly OCR them. Cool. Um, but, you know, and that's I, how it worked. And I'm trying to remember the name of it. If I remember the name, I'll chime in in time. All right. Okay. And then we had Jake. Go ahead, Jake. There's a couple of facts, things. One's called eFacts, and another one's called <clears throat> like JFacts or something. It's made by J2 Global. Um, the only thing is with those apps, I don't know how accessible they are. And um, on my phone, with T-Mobile, there is a, a a key that I that you can press, and it will allow you to send a fax to the phone. If you allow the voicemail to kick in. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Keith, do you have a follow-up? I was just going to say the main thing I'm looking for is is to be able to receive the fax, you know, as a, an attachment, a PDF, so I can forward it to my files or, you know, and or like through my patient portal per se. I'm having a bad time of faxes getting where they need to be or you know so i want to be in control of it imagine that <laughs> right okay All right very cool Maybe i guess you just have to try yeah, try yeah i'm gonna go down the list and i'll let y'all know okay. this is chanel go ahead chanel yeah one thing that might help your list uh list elimination easier is see if there are any um reviews on apple this because they do accessibility reviews of different apps you know people submit reviews you just go on their site and type in facts and that might help you eliminate the list same um, we were talking go. about the headphones earlier there are actually lots of hardware reviews on apple this and um, many of the people in the community do have varying degrees of hearing loss so it might be worth checking out their hardware reviews as well Cool. Very good. Thank you for that, <clears throat> Chanel. Okay, next. Somebody new. New question. New issue. It's nine o'clock. We can have this is questions. Go ahead, D. Wouldn't you know my answer to my question? Oh, see, I told you it's nine o'clock, the evil hour. Go ahead, girl. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, what is this new thing I'm seeing on Facebook that says something about a room? And then they'll, they'll say something about a room, and then they'll say, Sandia Rao, say hi to Sandia. <laughs> you know, names all these people say hi. So it's just something about active. So does that mean that they're on Facebook right at that moment? 
we had a little bit of a discussion. Linda, did you ever figure, are you still on? And did you ever find out? Because she was having, wondering kind of the same thing last week about um, waving at people and saying hi or whatever. I couldn't be here last week. So I, I know. know. It's okay. We forgive you, but well, I don't know. This is Maria. Go ahead, Maria. No. Well, I haven't <laughs> used it, but I do know it's kind of like Facebook's answer to Zoom. Um, they're encouraging you. I forgot there is some kind of, I think it's up to a certain number of people that you can have in a room with. Oh. And the point is, you know, sort of like a chat, but a group, you know, voice chat and I think with video and such. So I haven't tried it, but that's, it's meant to be sort of a, a Zoom competitor kind of thing this for chatting is, with your friends oh so the room where it happens huh maria <laughs> all right go uh -huh. ahead keith you can have eight up to eight of ah, your friends thank you if you have eight friends oh no it's gonna oh. not a problem to me oh. all right mm -hmm. okay good be right. with me on facebook <laughs> huh i said that could be with me on facebook i'm just getting where i hate facebook <laughs> Okay, good question. Any other okay questions, D? Okay, well, right below that. No, this is still D, by the way. Yeah, right below that. Then evidently there's some unlabeled things because my phone, when I click, does it go click, 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 click for about six or seven times? So there's something there evidently that's not labeled. Do you have any idea what that is? <clears throat> Anybody? Played with the unlabeled buttons, going where no people have gone before. It's not my Facebook. I guess not. We don't have any adventurous souls out there. Steven, you didn't try it? Hmm. Okay. Keith, no, no. This is Steven. Uh, hi, Steven. I, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of the unlabeled buttons. I think what I figured out, though, is, you know, where the, it, it says a number of people are active and say hi to them. You know, mm -hmm. I tried clicking on one just to see if it would do anything, and it didn't. I think you have to, I guess that's part of the room feature. I guess you have to create a room first, oh. and then you can click on this. I don't know, but I just You're tried just it last week. It up, okay. Well, after we had that discussion, or while <laughs> we were having that discussion, I went in, and I clicked on somebody's name that was active, and it didn't do anything. So I don't think that it activated, so I'm wondering if, you have to create a room and then those people who are active maybe, but yeah, it's kind of tricky. It's not very well laid out in my opinion. We may have to create a room. What do you think? That's what I'm saying. I think you have to create a room before okay. you can do the active people do, active thing. All right, Dee, maybe you can do a little homework and figure it out. Say, this is, this is deep. Do I get to paint my room? And <laughs> paper and everything yeah. in there you can do whatever you want whatever you want in that room all right go ahead keith i was gonna say i just uh opened up facebook and i don't have any dead buttons uh, you know <laughs> there's other times when that happens d and it just that's opportunity i take to uh, turn off voiceover and turn it back on just to see if it's well, it seems to be down the, down below those room things where it says these people See, are active. I, you know, that's where it starts listing my friends. That. Do you not have enough friends, D? I, no, I don't have enough friends. I got I got more than enough on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no oh, friends. I don't have that many anymore. Everybody <laughs> left me. <laughs> this, this is Marty. Go ahead, Marty. Um. 
has does anyone use the Kindle app and which one? I guess there is only one. I've seen a couple, but there is one app that this Kindle and I think it's like a four and a half star rating, so I'm assuming that's the one to use. Yes, and uh, Stephen actually did a nice demo of the Kindle app. Can you give a real quick answer, Stephen, for about Ken Kindle app or anybody else, really? Is, is, I assume it's accessible. Oh yeah, this is sure. Stephen. I'm. Yeah, go ahead, Stephen. I'm sorry. I was. I was. I was actually going into Facebook to see what Dee was uh -huh. talking about, and I do uh -huh. see those buttons that she's. It just says button, button, button. Button, button, button. It, it's past where you make a room, so I'm sorry I missed the question. No, the question is about yeah, Kindle about, app. Yeah, like which app and and how accessible is it? Because even though I have a tablet, um, since I use my phone predominantly, I was going to try the uh, Kindle app. Oh, the Kindle app is very accessible. Um, I have it on the iPhone. I don't use it on a tablet, but um, yeah, it's it's very accessible. The, the only thing that you cannot do with the Kindle app is you cannot buy books through it. You can't purchase it. You have to, you have to purchase it through the Kindle store, which you would do on your browser, um, and it will download it to your device. Uh, so you can't purchase you books through the Kindle. You say on the browser, are you talking about purchasing it from the tablet or are you talking about purchasing it like through Safari? Like through Safari or on the computer or something like that. Um, okay. And then it will download it to whatever device you want. And then when you go to your, say your iPhone or your tablet, it will be in your Kindle library. And at that point you can open the book. You can, um, you can, you can, or when you first open it, it will download it to your device and then you can read it. But yes, the Kindle app is very accessible. I've used it for several years, and it's great. Okay, but you, right. but you cannot you cannot buy a book on that. Okay, you can't purchase a book through the app itself. No. Right. Right. Okay. Maria. Go ahead, Maria. Just to clarify, that's not an accessibility issue. That's a choice by Amazon because of right. Apple's revenue sharing practices. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Thanks. This is Chanel. Go ahead, Chanel. I think you can still purchase a book in the Amazon app, though, right? No, I tried, this is Stephen. It, oh, okay. I've, I've tried I, that, too. Oh, what are the Hold on, hold on, Marty. Stephen, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I've tried that as well, um, Chanel, because I thought the same thing. So, well, if it's the Amazon app, it should work in there. No, it it, it does not. I, I've tried that. So, unfortunately, you have to, I guess it's browser <laughs> um you have to have, actually have your browser up. Right. Go ahead, Marty. Anything else to add to that? No, I, I guess you. I guess you could do it from Amazon, but you'd have to go to the full, probably web Amazon website in Safari. I guess you, you can't do it from the app. You're right. you're right. Okay. All right. Anybody else on this issue? All right. All right. Okay. Anybody with a new question? This is Keith. Not okay. a new question, but well, the Facebook un unlabeled button question. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I just started tapping on those unlabeled buttons, and it is asking to create a room in the different groups that I'm a part of. So, okay. All right. Well, that's all it is, is create the room, part of create the room. Okay. Very good. This okay. is Gloria. Okay, yes, go ahead, Gloria. 
uh, still on the Facebook buttons. When you're in that list and it says create a room and then you have your individual people that are active, what happens is as you continue to swipe and it says button, button, basically those are people who are not active. I can, I, I'm using my vision to see those. Oh, okay, so, thank you. So that's the difference between the active people and the unactive. So the unlabeled buttons are unactive people. Oh, okay. Thank you, Gloria. Look at you. All right, we got a Facebook, another Facebooker. Right, very good. Who has a new question? Somebody that hasn't had a chance. New issue, new problem. <clears throat> Terry's yeah, woman. hey, Terry, welcome. Go ahead. I just came in because I was doing ACB convention yes, stuff. Yes, we know. That's fine. We're glad you're here. <laughs> I, I, if this question has been asked, I already, I apologize. Okay, but, go ahead. Um, when you are trying to, from your iPhone, when you're trying to delete um, Amazon a lady messages that are on your phone because you either had a lady on your phone or I think they appear even if you've you've left messages for other people via your a lady on one of your devices um, we know that you're supposed to be able to go in to um, uh, communications and you're supposed to be able to get to a point where you can select the message you want to delete but not open it because it'll start playing if you do and then swipe to your left and a um, delete button pops up however that only happens when voiceover is turned off and I think it's because when you flick to your left with voiceover on you're flicking to a, a the previous field so you really can't do that you know a, we don't have a way to for buttons to pop up that i already that i know about is there any other way to to get to that delete button does anybody know All so right. that you can delete a lady messages and Wrong. these are messages recorded from a lady to a lady device right and so it's in your amazon alexa app right it's yes on your iphone that's what we're oh talking. yes i should have clarified no, no, that's that. fine exactly. that's fine I, I understood that just clarifying all right anybody have any thoughts says, about says brad? brad go ahead brad back to our friendly rotor mm -hmm. go to um what is it activate and flick up look for delete should do it. I tried it and it doesn't work. It doesn't. Okay, I was going to say, because I've not tried what you're doing, but I've done that rotor activate just about everything. Yeah. Or, How about, could you put buttons in the rotor and then try to go to a button? Do we know that it's a button or we don't know? Uh, we do know. We because somebody with a good pair of eyes said that, yes, when you swipe to the so left could the you, voiceover off a button pops up that says could you button. use the rotor again and put buttons in there and try it that way sort of tagging off what mm. Brad said. and how would you do that you add buttons to your rotor 
Oh, okay. And then you would select buttons in your rotor, and then presumably if you swipe, you know, down, it'll take you to the next button, and maybe that'll be the delete button. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize you could add buttons to your rotor. Yeah, now. there are. That's actually a really. Let me quickly just show that real quick. I mean, <clears throat> it's a very powerful. The rotor has come up paramount today, and it's, as it should. NFB new bar settings. So we're going to go to settings. settings personal settings. And, and then it's under settings. We go to accessibility. Wallpaper display accessibility button. Then we go accessibility to features help. You general. Customize. We go to voice Vision heading voiceover on button. And this is always a little confusing for some people. It says voiceover on, and you may think if I double tap it, it's going to turn it off. And that's not so. You can double tap it, and then you'll go into. It'll give you a whole bunch more settings. Voiceover on. So then we go in to use notification center voiceover speaking rep speech and swiping to we get to rotor audio command active rotor button. So there we are. We're in rotor. Double tap on rotor. Selected headings. And then sorry. Then we have all these different items that you could put into rotor, and so we can look and see. And then it'll say if an item is selected or not. And then. We've kind of talked about before how to reorder what items are next to each other in the rotor. So let's just, this is just to show you what is in the rotor real quick. <clears throat> Selected text selection. So Actions it's available. Select. Reorder text selection button. Drag selected activities. Reorder activities. Selected speaking rate. So these are, these are some of the things that I have in my rotor, but let's go down. I think you can find buttons. Hints. Reorder hit selected braille screen it reorder handwriting reorder selected reorder selected links reorder selected form can reorder tables reorder lists reorder landmarks reorder articles reorder visited links reorder non visited link reorder buttons. Yay! Okay, I'm not a liar. Aha! Didn't so know there, it was there. There it is. I was getting worried. I was like, oh, wow. no. <laughs> they keep adding things to the road. No, it it was there. And that's a wonderful thing. Pretty sure it was there. So, yeah. So, yeah. Rotor. So then you can add it. And then. Non visited buttons. Selected. Buttons. So I've added buttons. And now I can get out of this. Setting. Swiping up. <clears throat> and then Safari. I'm going to. Uh, Go to my rotor, which is the the uh, imaginary dial. Sorry. Okay. Audio destination. So I'm just swipe. I'm in a well. Let's messages. Go into a mail maybe. Unread. Gene at a price. Unread. Gene at a prop search. Okay. Unread. iBug Android Insight. You have been added. Unread. Brad Snyder. Unread. Okay. Daniel Crone. I don't know. These are all so many. Facebook. Okay, I opened this app, open an email, and if I do the rotor, we can hopefully see if there are any buttons. Edit, audio destination buttons. So there it is, buttons is in my rotor. So what I was doing was swiping my finger, doing the rotor to the left, and then I came across buttons. So hopefully that helps, and that's how you could add any of those other items in rotor. Okay. Great. Thank you this very much. I will try that when we're done here. Right, this is Keith. Yes, go ahead. In the Alexa app, are you going to communications and going through the messages right there? 
Um, you go into communications and then I forget there's another place you have to go to before you get to those to the messages I think there's uh, I think there's several choices in that communications tab that it's like uh, voice or or mess text or whatever but I just opened it up and I went to the messages there's not a select button there's no actions in the rotor I even double tapped the message and it opened up the contact card for that person. So I, it does, does not look like there's a place to delete the messages. Right. That was the problem we were having. But if you turn off voiceover visually, it shows up. It shows up. Okay. i tell you what, I'll, I'll look more into it and I'll either put it on Facebook or we'll talk about it next week as well. This is yeah, I was looking. I was doing the same thing Keith was, and I did like the one finger. Hang on, hang on folks, give me give just me a just minute. We're going to. They were getting some. All right, so everybody's muted. Go ahead, Chanel. Can you come back in? You can. Yep, I'm here. If you can hear me. Yeah, we can hear. All right, you may need to come back in again. We're getting some kind of echo here. So go ahead, try it again, uh, Chanel. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what I was trying to get rid of. Oh, okay. there it goes. Better. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Was that me? That would be weird if it was. Okay. okay. I don't know. Um, shouldn't be. But yeah, I was trying the same thing Keith was, and I did the one finger triple tap because I thought, oh, maybe that would bring up some extra stuff. But sounds like it didn't. It just brought up the same contact card. I think... I'd like to try leaving or, you know, having somebody leave me a message and then I'll see what it's like to go through. Cause I just heard like a, there's a text message type thing there. So is there a difference in the type of messages? I, I don't know. Um, but I couldn't find anything either. So I'll look as well. All right, Terry, was it, did it, I mean, was it, what kind of message was it? I mean, it may not matter, but was it a audio message or a text message or. I guess it would be an audio message. Um, it doesn't matter. It's both uh, audio or text messages that come in through well, the alien. So I know you're, I know we're specifically talking about the app, but we'll quickly say, are, is it possible to delete it on the device itself or not? The other? No. No. Okay. That's why we're having. This not that I'm okay. aware of. Let's okay. say that. All right. Very good. Okay. We were very good. Kept it all on the iPhone. Okay. Well, we'll have to figure that little mystery out. All right, new question, new comment. Any other issues people are having? Any issues with messaging or threading or any of those fun things that we seem to talk about. <laughs> I still, this is Sonia, well, I still seem to have a problem with threading messages and maybe I've asked this before and I'll ask it again. Okay, if you are in a message thread and in, in an email and I have enabled the threading feature, which means that if Chanel sends me a message and then we go back and forth and, you know, it'll say Chanel, you know, this is a thread between Samia and Chanel. Okay, got it. 
And then if I go then and forward that message to Herbie, will Herbie get all of the messages that we already traded back and forth? Or will he just get the one that happens to be selected? Like, is there a way to just send one message or will Herbie get the whole thread? Go ahead. Yes, you can. Uh, if you're in the the body of 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 the, I guess the if you um, reply to the main thread, you can send the whole thing, or you can uh, use your rotor and go down message and messaging. You can double tap on say message two, and it will open up message two by itself, and you can reply to that message. Or forward that, okay. Or for it, yeah, with yeah. forward being part of reply, reply, all right. reply, all forward. But if I don't do that, then I could just forward the whole thread. I believe so, okay. because you're doing the whole thread, or you're tapping on them individually. Okay. Hmm. All right. I don't know why that's always so. I'm always worried that I'm sending way too much to some people. <laughs> you know, it's like. Okay. All right. So, well, I tell you what, I, when I forward stuff to people, I'll, I'll clean up the email quite a bit because, you know, I don't know how, how, uh, other people react sharing their information. So, you know, I'll, I'll clip whatever they need to see and just forward a clean email, but that's me. Yeah, that that's true because, you know, it'll say, you know, all the stuff, forward that whole path you know and then every email has a new little you know to from and all that stuff. right it's kind of hard you know it's like well where's the thing that they really want me to read so yeah that's a good good practice this is terry this, yeah go ahead, terry um keep in mind though that if you um are sending even just the one message to some you know forwarding it or replying whatever and that message contains the the uh, content of the previous message following your message. It's still gonna they're still gonna see those other messages. Okay, so if it's you message know. two in a series of five messages, and I only forward number two, you're saying they'll still get three, four, and five also. Yes, the, the, yes, they're the pre because they're still all in that content of your original message unless you go through and delete them before you send oh it. Oh my god, then it's not even worth it. So then I guess another option would be to just turn off the threading feature. I didn't want to, I mean, I guess it all depends on what the point is, what you're trying to do, right? So. Right. Okay. Yeah. Threading is not too hard to turn off. So. This is Chanel. Yes, ma'am. I don't think you can turn threading off for writing a message if that's what you were thinking like um for example sometimes when um you and michael send out announcements it comes as like a series of three or four messages um like fwd or whatever so i don't know if that's what you were thinking of but this is herbie okay yeah go ahead herbie. i actually did turn off threading in my iphone email um it's more it is convenient when you want to delete a string of messages all at once, but it's a nightmare to try to read, especially if the mailings are coming from like a mailing list. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I just found it a lot easier to have threading turned off. 
Right. So I could turn off the thread and then maybe I want to forward an iBug message to somebody or whatever. So then I can just forward that individual, individual message, message once the thread rather is off. than trying to. This is Eva. Go ahead, Eva. So how do you turn off threading? How do you turn off threading? It's in the email settings and we will fully have time to do that. Post row one. Okay, let's go to email. NFB barred settings. We could open open email settings. Settings. Allow mailed settings. Syrian search button. Okay, we are in email settings. Notification cellular data. Preferred language. Language. Message list. Hat preview. Show to slash swipe options. Messages. Hat ask before deleting. Load remote image. Threading. Heading. Ha! There it is. Girl threading. So organized by thread on. So I have it on and I can turn it off and then it will, then everything will be separated. There will be. Sonia? Yes. This, Marty? This is Marty, you can, all, you can also, I don't turn mine off, but when you, when you flick like up and down, you can, if you expand the thread, then it will show your, your whole group and then it will show your individual messages. Right, exactly. You go to messages and you can you know, swipe up and down between the messages. Exactly. All right, Eva. So that's where threading is in email. This is Terry. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, uh -huh. I'll go. Sorry. No, uh, just, but I just want to make sure everybody understands that if you're adding to a thread in a, in a message and you just put your message on top of the other hopefully on top and not at the bottom so they'd have to read them all to find your mm -hmm. next message as long as you've got those in in whatever message that is you're sending you just keep adding to the top of that kind of like a pyramid you just keep piling up one message after another in that email all those other messages are going to show up below that yeah below your message unless you go ahead and delete them and you can do that not with not too much difficulty just by you know even before you write your message do select them all and delete everything there and then write your message in the body of the email then they won't be there okay all right and it's easy to do that yes yes all yes. right with that we have reached <laughs> Yes, the end of our call. And so please join us for the Vila Book Club this Saturday. I mean, Thursday, sorry. Thursday, yeah. Thursday, and then a virtual movie night for our romantic comedy. Who knows where it will be? It will be here on this call at 8 o'clock. Please join us. And then uh, then Sunday for the Air, Air <laughs> iBug Cafe Summer Games. All right, so thank everybody for helping out with the call tonight. All the participation was wonderful. Thank you, Maria, and everybody enjoy all these convention activities that are going on, ACB, NFB, all good stuff. So please check it yep. out and come back next Monday, all right? Good night, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thank oh, good, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.